Hello and welcome to Woman's Game. I'm Jack Target. No Amber with me this episode, uh, but she'll be back pretty soon. She's on her travels at the moment. Uh, this week we'll be discussing a few of the big stories, including well the one that's stopped everything basically at the moment, as well as look at a little bit of the She Believes Cup. Well, there's no other place to start really apart from um, the coronavirus outbreak and uh, all elite football has been stopped pretty much. Uh, even all sport really has been suspended due to this coronavirus. Uh, games uh, are scheduled to come back again on the 3rd of April, but obviously we're not too sure if that's uh, definitely going to happen yet. Uh, women's football has just come out of an international break, so many of the league fixtures weren't affected over these last couple of weekends. Uh, but it does mean that the FA Cup quarterfinals and the next two league fixtures will have to be played at a later date. Uh, no news at the moment of what's happening, so we'll see what, what's going on, what the options are. People talk about the season being finished or some mini playoffs or maybe delaying the year. Um, we'll have to see what sort of happens. For women's football, there is an international tournament this summer, so it's, it's helpful for them. Obviously, there's lots of talk about the men's Euros being moved to next year. How that's going to affect the women's Euros next year, we'll have to see as well. It's all going to be a big domino and knock-on effect. Um, obviously it depends on how long this is all going to last if it's going to be a couple of weeks then there'll be a bit of a delay we'll have to see my opinion talking to a few people about what should happen I wouldn't be I think maybe a more logical thing hopefully would be just to have our summer break now maybe have that summer season where we usually have that break finish it we'll have like a couple of weeks a month or two off um, and then rest restart finish that season, have a little break before we start next season, maybe delay next season by a couple of weeks. I, I don't know, but that's that's sort of what I'm I'm thinking might be the best option, but it depends on how long this is going to last. So we might see a few games played behind closed doors as well. So um, we'll just have to wait and see, really. Away from the postponement of games, um, some big news did happen in America where uh, US soccer, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this sentence, but they stated that women footballers are less skilled and have fewer responsibilities than their male counterparts. Quite something. Um, it comes after a lawsuit that filled, it was filed against the organisation. Um, and quite stunning news and obviously has not gone down well at all with anybody really in the media or football players or anything that comes with it. And even we've had organisations, I think VW, one of them, one of the main sponsors for the, the US soccer, basically saying how disgusted they were with the ruling and the wording. Um, this all happened around the same sort of time that the US women's national team have won the She Believes Cup that was just played. They won three games out of three. Their final game was against Japan. That was played after the ruling came out and it led to players wearing their shirts inside out in protest before the game, saying they weren't sort of a part of that. And, and Megan Rapino, the, the you know, the highlight, basically the, the big player for the US women's national team, uh, she's led the backlash as well, saying against, you know, against the language, saying it was unacceptable and they didn't buy the apology from the US soccer president, uh, Carlos Cordero. Um, and obviously it's affected his position as well, because even though he did apologise for the language using it, which we could go into about how heinous and ridiculous it was, but we all know that, that and you know our thoughts on this as well. Um, but for Cordero, it's obviously affected him because he's resigned after this as well, after he, even after he apologised. Um, he's been replaced by Cindy Parlo Cohn, who was a former player, played 153 times for a country, was the vice president as well, um, but she's stepping up. She'll be taking over until February 2021 when... The, you know the term was about to finish anyway so best of luck to Cindy as well it's good to see a woman get that in a higher position within football as well um, so kind of something good has come out of this at least and hopefully 
there'll be a lot more to come from what happened with this lawsuit because um, it's it's not you know it's one thing for it to not go the players' ways when they feel like they deserve it, they deserve it obviously for what they do for for US soccer, um, but to have the language that was used in the in the statement as well was just beyond ridiculous and it's you don't need to be knocked down twice like that it's quite unacceptable um, but hopefully things are going to be moving on up under this new leadership um, there has been a bit of movement as well in the same sort of vein uh, in England we've seen the PFA the Professional Football Association they've created a women's football department uh, this has been created to focus on involving the game so a good move there and some people who are heavily involved in the FA um, so really try and get you know keep this momentum going as we see the tendencies have been rocketing up as well um, so hopefully we'll get some bit more insight to that that'll be quite good uh, for the future of the game here um, but lastly one of the things I wanted to mention because um, this is um, unfortunately quite a quick podcast there's not much you know it's just me at the moment I wanted to make sure we can stay in touch with you all and and bring a little bit of news out until we really know what's going on um, so just a quick one we'll just quickly mention about the, the Sheba Leaves Cup really um, and England's performances during the tournament um, it obviously started with a bit of a luckluster performance against the US and lost 2-0 um, 0-0 at half time I think they're okay I think a lot was said after obviously about the US just had the Olympics qualifiers and they've been playing quite well they play a lot with each other and you know for, for England they'd not played as much together so there is that a part of it we can understand maybe a little bit Nikita Paris had quite a few chances in that game one of them would have gone in you don't know how it would have gone um, the second game Japan played a bit better 1-1-0 so good to get that win as well against a side who are preparing for their home Olympics obviously if that does go ahead still uh, Ellen White getting a goal again um, after coming off the bench where Beth England, scored, uh, Beth England started and then you had the last game um, against Spain and Spain had a much changed team as well and you're thinking even though England made a few changes themselves but you know the way the first half played they played really well had a couple of good chances you're thinking okay this seems to be alright then the second half seemed to fall apart and ended up losing 1-0 and to another goal conceded from a corner um, I did see a few tweets I think someone I can't remember who it was now but saying how remember Phil Neville used to be a defender um, and this is how we keep conceding goals and how we keep you know uh, it's another loss as well it, it was a very disappointing way for this to end with two defeats out of the three games um scoring the one goal creating a couple of chances but not really performing that well as well it's not like they performed well and, and just couldn't get the luck they didn't really perform that well in the games just in moments really <coughs> and it ended up being the, the Lioness's seventh loss in 11 games and now this is a huge run of form which is um, really not looking good before it wasn't great but now it's, it's, it's pretty dire stuff and the pressure is very much on, on Phil Neville now um I was always someone that thought, you know, that that England maybe felt like in the FA probably felt like they were sort of a bit stuck with it, that, you know, he'd he'd done the bare minimum at the World Cup, but it's hard to get rid of someone after taking a team to a semi final of a World Cup and you know, we forget as well that semi final was very close and I think you know, I've said it before on the podcast, if Steph would have scored that penalty, I think England might have won that game in, in regular time before extra time, so and we could be talking about potential World Cup finalist or, or World Cup winner with Phil Neville. So there is that. Um, I think they're a bit stuck in that position at the moment. You're looking at what's happened sort of since then, though, and you've got maybe they don't want to rock the boat too much with the Olympics coming up and then the home Euros, which are very important next month. 
<coughs> next year, sorry. How are they going to help? I think that the issue would be if they were to get rid of him and bring someone in, that's a quick turnaround that they've got to work out for what is such an important couple of years within the calendar of women's football and the England national team. So I was would have always been surprised if they would have gone down that road. But after this is what's happened so far, the it does it's looking more and more likely that he will be on the chopping block and that the FA will have to make a decision soon about what they're going to do. Maybe fortunately for him in April, England haven't got any fixtures set up for the international break there. Maybe then they need to have a couple of games or maybe there's a perfect thing for them to not have games just to meet up and go through things. We'll have to see what happens in the summer. Obviously, depending on, on games coming back anyway, we'll have to see what happens in the summer. But the pressure's very much on, on Phil Neville, really. There isn't much else that for, for me to sit really say. I just wanted a quick update for you all and to go through some of the things that's happened recently. Um, because it's an interesting time in, in in the world, let alone in football and women's football. Um, obviously, we'd love to hear from you and your opinions uh, really do matter to us. Um, if you have got any opinions about how the rest of the league season should go, what should happen um, with reinstating games back, should we wait a while? Do we play a shortened season? How, how it's going to work? Obviously, your opinions are, do matter to us. You can tweet us at Women's Game Pod. We're on Twitter there. Uh, so send us your opinion on that and obviously you can you know give us all your opinions um, and you know if you do give us a rating and and a review on any of your podcasting services that does really help us and we do appreciate that um, so that's kind of it really I think you know the if we do have some big sort of breaking news stories then we'll should be back soon to sort of go over them and me and Amber will go and discuss it and have a bit more of a in-depth proper conversation and proper podcast for you rather than this quick little update that I've done for you here um, but at the moment it's kind of hold tight and stay safe uh, help each other out as well I think is the big message from, from me personally just think of each other as we go through this obviously we want football to come back um, and we want everybody, everybody you know, for everyone to get back to normal life but it doesn't look like it's going to be that for a while so just remember about all our actions have these big consequences let's try and sort of be helpful to each other and think of others as well during what could be quite a difficult couple of weeks and months um and hopefully we'll be back talking about football very soon um but until then this has been a woman's game and we'll catch you next time